When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, folks. Welcome back to the latest Mount the West Bar football podcast. Jeremy, Josh, you're hanging out talking, what, what are we, week nine? Is that correct, Josh? Is that where we're at here? Way down the road? Yep, Oof. week nine. MWR.com. Previews. Got some hoop stuff starting to tr- trickle in when we start decided to cover that type of sport because it's pretty good. But we're going to talk week nine. Last week, we didn't record because I was traveling and stuff. I would tell people the story. I told you this before. So I went to the UNLV Colorado State game. And I'm upset, Josh. Nobody was upset at me posting with the cane in red to show my biases to the Rebels. I, I think I think Nevada knows they're down bad. But, but I that, also think it, it would have been it would have been the reverse if it had been blue. I think especially Rebel Girl would have come after you. Oh, she's blocked by miles oh, years ago. Know. I'll randomly see stuff. I'm like, hmm, let's go unmute or block and just see. It's hilarious. But I just thought in general, like, hey, they're all saying we're biased against your team. So I, Jay Norvell is a wild coach. Just, it goes with the Michigan sign ceiling thing, which is so weird. And it's so dumb. It's beyond how idiotic that guy was. Like him buying tickets under his name, getting Venmos from coaches on staff. And I saw some tape. He, she was like, yeah, we know what's going on. So they basically put dummy signals in. It's so like their real play was the first play. Well, and then second. So the other, the other, the other thing I read was that the um, Big Ten coaches actually called them. Oh, I didn't when see they that. Got, when they got matched up. Oh, I didn't know that. Because there's one thing where you can get signs during the game. Him like buying tickets, going to Venmo, recording. But this brings me to Jay Norvell, who I'm on their sideline. And I, we talked before. I'm like, I've watched games. I'm like, I'm not always paying. You don't see the coaches all the time. You're at a lot of the Rams games. They, yeah. So people who've seen it probably like, oh, this, we know. But you see coaches do hand signals or they have the weird flashcards of uh, some random actor with the race car truck and upside down number six – or not number two, it's a nine, sorry. An upside down letter of some sort or just some weird signals like Steve Carell's on there, Will Ferrell, like stuff. Weird stuff to know their signals. But Jay Norvell's dancing on the sideline like crazy giving signals. And he has these two people, I'm assuming they're grad assistants or interns at some level, who are tasked with holding two, it's like, a, what, what would you call it? It's like, yeah, it's a flag on two poles. 
Two wooden paws, right? I don't, I don't know what the official term is for it. I've, that, that's been there since they started. One is to block the um, coaches from the booth. Yeah, one. And one is to block the cameras. Yeah, cameras or other sideline or something. One of the two are ball. Probably everything, well, as much as you, possible. You'll notice it more if you watch it during home games because um, the all-22 cameras yeah. are on the giant CC scoreboard. Mm. Because it's the only it's the only area they can fit, so gotcha. you'll notice it more there. Okay, yeah, it's a Allegiant Stadium, but they do the angle, so it's like a triangle, like a open half a square or half a diamond, whatever. And he's leaning over, doing these signals. He's just jumping up around, shaking his hands, doing motions. I'm like, all right, because I, I was literally 15 rows up for, and when they're on offense, I'm like, all right, coach, that was interesting. And that game was well, so weird too, man. We talked I about. Told you, I told you the, the dig simple route. one, right? <laughs> the dig route. He digs a grave. <laughs> it's it's like <laughs> they noticed it during the CU game, and then I kept noticing it. I'm like, too you obvious. got called out and didn't change your signals. Did you see this? Was bringing, we'll get back to what we're talking about here in a minute. For also, I'm talking about UNLV, but so Jonathan Smith of Oregon State when they're playing Utah. Do you see what milk the milk the clock signal is? Oh. I, was it the cow or was it the South Park? It was the cow that pinched his nipples, essentially. So the South Park. I guess South so, Park. Or oh. like on Beat the Fockers, where it's like, I have nipples great. Can you milk me? And he points to his nipple, Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> but some, some, Did he apologize for that, too? Yes. He, yes. He's like, that was not appropriate. And so he did apologize. I'm like, eh, it's whatever. It's I get it. But the, some of them are too obvious. But yeah. we're talking to... I, I chat with Nate Johnson, Utah quarterback, every week. Where I'm part of that. Well, I'm just part of it, helping out and stuff. He's like, we talked about that for a minute. He's like, well, like during the game, it's like, who cares? We'll figure stuff out. But like, they like, we don't care. We're not studying that stuff before. There's no point to it. But so it's just all weird. But UNLV, we talked about it. Um, are they kind of a phony team? A little bit. Well, they've UNLV. They finally lost against the spread. Uh, if CSU actually had their shit together, they might have, you know, won. But they had chances, you know, yeah. Pre- prevent defense, prevents losses, or excuse me, prevent defense, prevents wins. It's like if you if you would have needed a touchdown to win, that's a little more acceptable. But it was just a field goal. Yeah, I do like how the guy boomed that fifty-five yarder like it was a chip shot. Holy crap! That was well, amazing. Yeah, that like that that's what was like, and he did it in Vegas too. Yeah, because they called a timeout. Like, there's one timeout left in the game, and there was it's like fourth and three, and they set for a play. I'm like, huh? I'm like, okay. I'm like, either you got to use a timeout because if you don't use it, people will get after you because you're not using your timeouts. It's just wasted. And they could go out for a field goal. It's like perfect condition inside everything, but like he he crushed it. But we'll talk about you don't be down the road. But what I want to get to now, man, should the Mountain West be nice to the Pac two, Josh, with Oregon State, Washington State? Is there a reason to be nice until they? Officially joined the league permanently because I think that's down the road to schedule games next year. Computer numbers. That's what you think? Yeah, it'll bring up computer numbers because. What about money? Hard cash. Well, I mean, like, I I don't know. Is the Mountain West giving them money or is the Pac 12 going to, you know, chip in some money and basically just buy games? No, you make make those two schools. There's that huge $200 million each or whatever it is they're getting because they're left. If yeah. you're telling me, hey, Utah State, who has an open schedule, open game, non-conference, hey, Oregon State, yeah, 
You want a home game, road game? You got to come to us. Okay, we'll go to you for like five million dollars, like something absorbent. No, not that much. I mean, <laughs> two I've, million. I probably did like whatever the most expensive buy game is because I think CSU is getting paid one point seven to go play at Texas. It's up there. It's at least one and a half, but yeah, it's so the situation. What it is? They're the only two two teams left in Pac twelve. Obviously, they're trying to make like a quasi conference next year because there is a. NCAA rulebook allows for a transitional period, have fewer than six teams for a conference. And we're talking about football here. I'm not sure what they're going to do for other sports. So that's going to be even beyond difficult. Because they already have their non-conference games slated. They probably could play an FCS team on there. Possibly former Pac-12 schools. Depend Like Utah, for example, they have BYU and Baylor on the schedule. They're supposed to be conference games. So there's the there's been talk where Utah might have a non-conference game versus Baylor, this might be the Big Twelve. So maybe yeah. Utah could play, like Oregon State maybe could reach out to them because maybe they're they're both could be league games, and there are some weird possibilities like that. But at the, but they're talking about doing a schedule game with the Mountain West, like you mentioned before. I started talking like Notre Dame ACC. They play what is it five games? Yeah, I think I think Notre Dame is required to have five games against ACC schools. And so I don't know what. Like I get they're being creative, being creative, but I'm just not sure. Like, why help? Besides, they get a better team that would play better, get better teams on the schedule. I'm not saying they would say no, but you gotta give me a good reason to. Oh, unless there's something down the road, like they're like behind, like under the table, like backdoor conversations, to be like, okay, when you join the conference, here's what we're gonna what we're gonna do. So you you help us now, we'll help you down the road. And yeah. I could definitely see something like that. You know, the Mountain West wants money, needs money, and does whatever they need to do to get it. Because they want to be a two-member conference because they want the pit playoff money. They want to get the NCAA tournament credits, however many years they can go down. Because those are like, what, six years down the road or something like that? Yeah. And so the playoff impact is interesting, too, because part of it, they get, they get their $40 million per year. Because that's what the escalators are for the Pac-12 TV deal. Because when you hear, oh, it's $36 million a year, $30 million a year, it starts lower, then goes higher. It's averaged out. And mm-hmm. so they want to get that money. They want six and six. Six highest-rated cover champs plus six at large. Did you know it has to be a unanimous vote to change that before over the next two years? Well, the, I I have read that. There's also there were a couple of other articles I was reading saying they there was another way they could make it. They could make that change. They could force it through. I just yeah, don't when, I saw, exactly when I saw it, because this current deal is under twelve year cycle, but they just amended it. But that's be as far as it has to be unanimous. And then what? And Mike Gresko's like, well, I don't want it to change. When it goes down the road, two years, it can be not unanimous. I don't know what the formula is or the amount of percentage. But Gresko for American, which is. Nice, let's keep it six and six, even if we have won this conference. But Greg Sankey's like, well, if we do this, there'll be an unranked two lane when number 10 or number 11 team doesn't get in. It's like, well, win your conference. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I also just like round even numbers. Yeah, it, so, it'd six be six fine. I don't know. But me. I think of the Pac 12, like Utah State, like Oregon State, join us. San Diego State, come play us. What do you think the ultimate thing is going to be like in a couple of years? Because they can only do this for like two years at maximum. Well, I mean, in reality, they're probably trying to outweigh the Mountain West TV deal. 
trying to to steal some Mountain West teams without having they to, to pay do that buyout. They have to do at least like nine teams or something. Well, because it's what you, no, need, you only need what, six or eight. <coughs> oh, conference! Oh, six. Well, well, how many to be a conference? Well, no. So well, realistically, no. they only need to steal. Yeah, four. but if the Mountain West is still around, these teams nobody can afford thirty million, fifteen to thirty million a year. Well, yeah, that's what's looking up right now. Yes, okay, I see your point. Yeah, it ends after the twenty-five, twenty-six school year. Then they could, but like, what's the Pac-12? Just because you have a name doesn't mean mean anything. I guess technically it does if the Big Ten puts Maryland and Pitt or Maryland and. Well, Maryland's a bad example. Illinois, Indiana on on primetime NBC. Rutgers. Hey, Rutgers is going to bowl game. Put some respect on their name. They're going to six <laughs> But, like, I have a guy I work with. Yeah, I work, the place I work at is NBC affiliate for TV. I'm on the radio side. He's like, do you think people in Utah care about Indiana, Illinois? They want Michigan playing. They want Ohio State playing. They want Penn State playing. They don't want Maryland, Illinois. They don't want, like you mentioned, Rutgers even even Michigan State, Purdue, it's like, eh, not Purdue, but I mean Michigan State on the schedule. And so I can say, but I don't, but there's a name, but it's offsets by when, yeah. when you get 15 million people watching Ohio State, Michigan, 20 million, or maybe not 20, but 15 plus million, 10 million for any Ohio State game with versus a team that has a pulse. But then you look at Michigan, like they played literally nobody yet right now. And they're sitting there like 8 0 or something. But that's true. Good point. Yeah, but, but the Pac 12, like, if they keep sense. that name, what value does that have? There's nobody there that brings value. TV people aren't stupid. I mean, like there, there's still the answer. Like the PAC 12 has negotiated payments with the NCAA. So all those payments are, you know, they would stay that same level because they can't force that to go through. I don't know if there's a timeline on those expiring, but because they are, they are an autonomous five school or a power five conference. They maintain a level of equality to the other four. Well, yeah, even though they really level. aren't a power five conference. Yeah, well, right here like we want they're, they're going to kick them out. There'd be no reason out. to keep them. We want Scott Barnes, AD of OSU, Oregon State. We want fair consideration under a power five umbrella. Who well, on access and distribution? And distribution is important. Well, no crap. They're going to defend themselves to the end to get this. And it's not it is not their fault, which I get that's totally not fair on their end. But then again, I think it's ultimately Mountain West. They're just gonna join the Mountain West because also do you want the, the Mountain West doesn't want to keep the patents all day because they owe Comcast like a hundred million dollars. I don't want to be saddled with that. Do you think your the president of CSU wants to handle that? Well that's that's supposed that's supposedly yeah, already I'm being that's withheld. Like you don't want to deal with. Supposedly. So I don't know. I just thought this was interesting. So it would be Mountain West. That's true. I I could see a a couple. They're gonna prob- I don't know how the alliance. There's it's like still early stages, but I want to bring it up because it's been a big deal earlier, earlier in the week. So I, I I ultimately think there'll be a couple teams that play the Mountain West. But at the end of the at the end of it all, they're just gonna join the Mountain. They're just gonna be a part of the Mountain West. There's no like who are you taking? Like we've t- we've discussed this topic a million times over. San Diego State market fine, but they're piss poor this year. San Jose State's not great, even though they're market. It those don't matter. We want teams that win, and they get are the six teams. Is it worth it for Boise, Air Force, CSU, UNLV, Fresno, and San Diego State to join 
to make a pack eight. Yeah, I don't see how that's better. Depends you tell me like, if we if you're really to organize to market on their own, how much they get by themselves per year? Not much. But like, I don't think it would be what you do. Or independent team. Oregon if you do State an independent deal. Because we know if if Mich- like if teams want to be independent on their own, like Notre Dame's vastly underpaid, but for example, like the Big Ten deal, Ohio State and Michigan bring all the money in. They they earn vastly more than what Indiana, Illinois, Rutgers, Purdue bring in. If you put Vanderbilt or Purdue uh, Rutgers on their own, how much they get paid per year? They're not getting seventy million. They're getting seventy million because they get to play Michigan, and Ohio State every year or Penn State. Mm. So that's why I think fifteen million max per yeah. year if they put everybody together, maximum. So, I don't know, you ready to get to games now? We're done with this topic. <laughs> Let's move on to games. I want to talk ball. Yeah. So the first game of the day, Friday. Excuse me, excuse me, Saturday, apologies, not this week. How is this game? Like, I need to pull up the full schedule here because we, we, we go chronological order. So it's Wyoming at Boise State, which, not the game of the weekend by any stretch, mm-hmm. but there's still that potential with Boise State with Ashton Genty, and there's hint, hints of George Lonnie returning, offensive line allegedly healthy, them doing their stupid, idiotic two-quarterback system, which... I'm a University of Utah guy. I don't know how it's working here in Utah. They're six to one, but it doesn't work very often. It's very rare. I assume this is because there's the World Series is on, but the World they're not putting the World Series at FS1. Not putting the World Series middle of the day. Why is this game at three thirty local time at FS2? Can you help me out here? Because there's hardly it's any college football games at FS2. The only time it was typically is when like the whatever. League Championship Series of football, or excuse me, of baseball, is on FS1. What is not on Big Fox? Because Purdue at Nebraska is on well, FS1 at one thirty. There's got to be more reason than that. That's not a good game. Uh, that's like what else? Like one thirty, we have Georgia, Florida, CBS, BYU, Texas, ABC, Oregon, Utah, Fox. Well, Notre Dame, uh, Pittsburgh, so. Notre Dame on NBC. Yeah, uh, Duke, Louisville, ESPN. Uh, I guess it could have been at CBS because, but that would have been one thirty because they just have Miami and oh, Ohio. CBS Sports Network. Yeah, uh, it's just yeah. What's the regular CBS game? Yeah, not, unless you want a double header, but CBS has just one game that day. I don't. That's just a, it's just a weird spot. I guess that's where it fits. I like I I'd be even though we don't know we won't know TV ratings, but I put a you're telling me Purdue Nebraska two and five four and three over unders thirty nine and a half this game's gonna be twenty to sixteen. However, we can say the same about the Wyoming Boise game, but it's just it's weird. So this game Boise's a five point favorite. I don't know why over unders a decent forty nine. And you said in our chat didn't it start at what six and a half. Why can you besides? I, I know they're. Colin said that, yeah. Why? What? What? Any logical reason should Boise be favored over a Wyoming team that's lost one game all year? Do you have any? Or should be two games? Excuse me, one conference game. That, that, that's history. Okay, and that's not a good it's reason the, either. The right? only reason I can come up with. So I'm wondering because I know with um, yeah. Wade, Harris Whaley may not play. He's still because he didn't play last game. And it's funny here. I'm looking at 7220sports.com. 
this article, which is not relevant this year, Boise State's a different animal inside Albertson Stadium. Not under Andy Offloster. Not they're not very good at home. So I don't know what they're getting. They're sixty-two and fourteen once yeah. they've been in the Mountain Conference. Wyoming's lost nine of those. Or excuse me, nine of those opponents are coming. Nine, excuse me, nine of the fourteen come against the conference opponents. A couple of Fresno Championship games, like CSU, Hawaii, and Wyoming is one of those teams I've never beaten. Boise State at home. I guess there's that, but like when we look at overall, let me just back up here. So if George only plays with Ashley Genty, is that going to matter? Is that going to be that big a difference? I just go with Genty the whole time because why take the ball away from him? Because if George Malani gets over 100 yards. So do you play him a lot and then put Genty in the fourth quarter so he gets 100 yards before? <laughs> well, I mean. Better be. I mean, he's probably going to be on a pitch count just because, like, they don't. I I made the comment in our chat. I was like, if he's not healthy enough, I would just redshirt him and just, yeah, just lean on Genty. Um, but that's Avalos. And he's decision, by far. He isn't making the best decisions this year. The best player in the conference, Emily. But we discussed before, like, oh, who should be player of the year? Like, he's the most outstanding player, speaking of Ashton Genty. And while means not that great running the ball on defense, stopping the run. They they do they are good at only six touchdowns, but they're near the bottom of over four four point six per carry again allowed. They which is typically I think they're with their strength what they have typically in the defense, which is still holding teams low. But when you look at the games, like if you take out outside of Fresno State, I don't know, maybe that's misleading because they had two wild swings of the games. Air Force had three fifty six and then Fresno had thirty eight. So maybe it's not as bad as we think, but New Mexico did torch him for 225, like seven yards a carry. So they're not... Gr- yeah, yeah sure. that's New Mexico. Yeah. So I, I think the run defense Mexico. is okay, but Genty's like another beast. Like I don't see where they're going to stop him. But then again, Boise State's defense is psh, not good either. Because that was the thing when we talked about in the preseason. Like, okay, those guys to portal to go off to NFL or just graduation... And their defense has honestly, Josh, we know, been better than their offense the past couple of years typically. They're sitting at the bottom in yards per game, bottom of yards per play, mm-hmm. like expectancy points are at the bottom as well. And they're, like they're giving up almost seven yards of play, six and a half yards of play. But then again, can you give me a good reason why I mean we'll move the ball well against anybody? <laughs> well, let's see. Hold on. What did they do against Air Force? <laughs> Careful. I mean, they had, well, no, never mind. I take that back. It was 300, 321 yards against Air Force. They put up 329. What did they do against Fresno? I mean, I said the same. I, I, I said, like, going to UNLV CSU last week, I said, you know, both teams are bad and they're, they're not going to move and they're going to move the ball on no. each other all day. And, you know, that didn't happen. So we could, be, you know, is it is it the movable object yeah, I, meets mm. the stoppable force? Could be, but then there's a consideration. Yeah, because they're both like Wyoming's has a good record, but they're a fine team. Like Peasley's been better than expected a little bit, but he's not anywhere explosive. They don't have Harrison Whaley; they're not going to do well, despite almost winning last week without him. But I, I think one of the biggest things, it's going to be him being healthy. If he's healthy, they're going to win. Like, I'm going to say right now, like, 
There is this would be like my lock of the week. There's no way Boise covers this game. There's no chance. They're not winning by five points. I, I don't even think they're I don't think they're gonna win the game either. I don't think Boise I think I don't think Wyoming will play Whaley. I think they'll give him another week because they're playing CSU in a short week. So I don't know if they want to take that chance. So I think they rest him, and I honestly think they got the two quarterback system, which without is lame. Him. Against a Craig Bull defense, absolutely, it's the horrible, worst decision. They neither are any good. Like Taylor Green, just I don't want to harp on people bad predictions because I, heaven knows, I make bad predictions all the time. If I look at my, I'll make an article in the season. Like, oh, here's my record I had preseason. It'll be probably pretty bad, but. Taylor, like the Taylor Green hype, I'm like, I'm like, just that's why it's not like my shave on Cordero picks look at any good most people's pick to be player of the year, right? Like he's not doing well, but to say Taylor Green, a guy who's made potential upside, I'm like, give him, I want to see him do something, and he hasn't done anything. Like you've talked about, it, Maddox Mason seems to be the guy who is actually quarterback. I I honestly think they just need to, you know. Let Maddox Mason take over. Let him take the first team snaps. Make Taylor Green that gadget quarterback because that's that's where that type of quarterback seems to work. Like I know he wants to be a starting quarterback, but unless he can, you know, set his feet and throw the ball, he's not going to be the guy. I think Maddox Mason is the guy because he, yeah, he's not the mobile quarterback that Taylor is, but he can move around in the pocket. He can, you know, get outside the pocket and set his feet and throw the ball. But like that's just what they need. Like there were there were some throws that have been made this season by Mason that I don't think Taylor could make. So this is interesting. So I'm reading through here because it's it's super obvious because they bring in Matt Mason on passing situations. So teams are or Matt to be Madsen, not Mason. Sorry, teams aren't dumb. When it's third and seven and you pull it and you pull quarterbacks, but it, teams aren't dumb though you're throwing. But also, this is fun. I'm reading some of BJ Reigns, who know what his website is, know what he's doing at Bronco Nation News. He wants subscriptions, wants people there cheerleading for Broncos, which is fine. If that, that's what message boards, subscription, some subscription sites are, or team-specific ones, definitely. He's still on that bandwagon, basically saying the coaching staff is failing him by not knowing what they're doing. I don't know if that's the case. Maybe it's just not good. Or maybe Dirk Cutter last year was amazing. Or the more likely answer, Dirk Cutter was a good OC when he stepped in and nobody saw tail and green before because they had no film on him and he did fine. Because no – right? Thank you. Well, there was also – I saw something uh, – I forget if someone posted it in the chat or if I just read it. Um, Bush Hamden designed his offense around having both Ashton Genty and – um, George Helani available. So, you know, having with George Helani going down as soon as he did, change having to change the whole offense average the fly, a game. That's it. a lame excuse. That's terrible. Some random message board person I just there. Tell me what I read. That's message board people are typically who post stuff or message board genius. They're not coaches, most part. I mean, they're not dummies, but you get my point. They say those type of things, which is fine. Like, I can see that being a, a, a small thing. But when you have the best player in the conference, and probably the honestly, Genty's number one. I think when we did our top fifty, we had Genty what top ten somewhere, and Halani was like up higher. 
And so you have two of the best running backs in the conference. Okay, lose one that hurts. But it's not like Jenkins has been hurting because he had more carries. He's been as productive, more productive than anybody. So that excuse doesn't fly. I just think people got film on him. They have another OC, and Dirk Cutter is just a really good coach. And he's just like, I'm stepping in for this year, and that's it. So what's your prediction here? Because I am leaning heavy while I mean. Don't get 27 I go points. Wyoming 27, Boise 20. <laughs> They're going to win, too. I, th- I think Boise does not I win. Wyoming do. easily takes care of business. It'll be – Jensen will keep it close, but I'm, I'm not going to same range. I think it might be – I don't think Boise can get to 20. I think it'll be 24-13, Wyoming. And I'll, meet, I'll go one step further. There'll be a non-offensive touchdown in this game as well. Why not? Hey, I said I said touch. Yes, get a strip sack safety or strip sack fumble touchdown. Yes, get the trifecta. All right, next game: Air Force at Colorado State. Are you going to be at this game? First of all, is it weather permitting? Because it's supposed to be pretty cold. Maybe. (laughs) It snowed here a little bit by University of Utah up on side of the mountain this morning. I'm like, oh my gosh! It is a five o'clock local kick. CBS Sports Network. Air Force at CSU. 14-point favorite? That seems generous. Grew? Who's betting for... Who? Hold on. Why? Because I I saw it the other day. It was like like the line progression. But, like, last... And also, Trey Calhoun, you're a freaking liar. Oh, Zach Lair is out for multiple weeks. Or not, No, he didn't say he's out for a while. Did a while mean a couple days? Is that a while for him? And he starts and looks fine. Outside of getting knocked out of the one play. He did a pretty good brace. Know. I mean, he did have a brace on his leg. I will just what say, did, who cares? What did Sean say? It was um, dislocated knee and a partially, partially torn PCL? So that's like, if that's the case, wow. dislocated knee you put back in place, but it'd be swelling, there'd be, because dislocation of anything, there's swelling involved. I don't know, man. Like He seemed fine. Like He seemed to move. They had a 94 touchdown pass, school record. I just, I don't know, I don't trust. Troy Calhoun, that's why people, like, they need mandatory availability and stuff, which would go a long way. It'd be nicer for everybody. I know it's NFL does it for gambling and stuff to know who's available, but still... That's like just it's not just, oh, we're gonna announce our starter day up because we don't know or we do know, but we're not telling you. This is oh he's legit injured, not playing, and he pulls a Willis Reed and shows up there and does well and gets the win. Yeah. So like for I know it's funny thing too, like even with Layer allegedly out when they put line out, still eleven points what it ended up being. But fourteen points, so I watched CSU last week in Jaderville, played UNLV. Air Force defense is way better than UNLV. Um, Dallin Holker is a man watching what he did last week, mm-hmm. multiple receptions. Tory Horton. Um, what what can you see the Rams doing against his Air Force defense that's really good? Uh, can they drag Maybe. Can they, they drag route them to death? Get the easy like pass, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think that's that's part of the thing that's been holding them back the past couple of weeks is 
I don't know if they're just trying to take it easy or they're just trying to, you know, take too many shots. They, they kind of just need to, t- CSC just needs to take the stuff that's given to them because like, and they also just need to open it up because I think Norvell talk, talked about it. Like they, they're only going to get, they're gonna, only going to get half the possessions they normally do. So they can't afford to wait around like they, they have been. So they're, they're going to have to open it up. They're going to have to take some shots early because otherwise you're going to fall too far behind. Yeah, and especially you're not the new clock rules where they move faster. Back. It always stops with the final two minutes of each half, second and fourth quarter. So therefore, we know what they do. They just run the ball. That yeah. they pass, obviously passes passes well with Laird going deep downfield, or even not even deep like that. Ninety four touchdown pass wasn't a bomb. It was. No, it was only like a twenty yard pass, but it was also because. Um... The corner had to come up, yeah, and then he just kinda the safety was stuck in between, between like, two receivers. Oh, I guess that's gone. <laughs> so, when you see Lair, like, assuming like, he had the brace on, they can throw. I, I do agree with you on the Rams thing, because fewer possessions, regardless because of this game. Like, I could legitimately see having, like, maybe nine possessions for the whole game. Four and a half, depending if you get the ball first or not. I would, mm-hmm. if you went, it's a toss, I would take the ball. To have an extra possession, possibly, because you never know when you're getting the ball back. Not that not that like air yeah. extra, but you get one guaranteed possession, one more than you wouldn't have. I know you can take it in the second half, but why not get it first? But you're right. T- like, if you take what's given to you, those underneath passes, use Dallin Holkler a bit more, like more than you already. He might be honestly the best tight end in the country. Make him. You got him and Troy Horton. You have uh, who's the other receiver? Uh, Ross Simmons. Just, yeah, you just have. Russ Simmons, you got Lewis I don't Brown, get how and you got Dylan Goffman. Just slinging the ball and being more productive. Is it route running? Is it – you mentioned taking too many shots. Like, or is it just a conservative thing and then they wait and wait and then want to bust you deep after they drag right you to death like they did versus you and then they go deep occasionally? Well, a lot of it is um, teams are like yeah, I noticed that last baiting week, yeah. CSU into Maybe the run. Maybe not doing good. And they still can't run the ball. But is like we played a little bit last week. He has he's been hurt the past couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, he played. He came back last week, but I don't I don't know if he's going to remain. I still think Van Shield's going to be the number one running back. Um, but teams are baiting CSU into running, and they can't run. And I think Norvell's starting to realize it, and just realize it. He's gonna have. They're gonna have to start forcing things. Like they're just gonna have to. Whether that you know whether that means running drag routes all day or you know running little uh, running back screens because they can't run a wide receiver screen. Yeah, but who knows? I just could they can't running game like you know I'm trying to remember what they ran last week against them. I could look it up. I'm just trying to think really quick. I don't, Air Force is so good. They keep the ball. We we know what they do. There's no obviously with their game plans. They throw a bit more, but their plays are good downfield when they throw it. You know what I mean? Like they're. That's what they do. They look. They kind of do what CSU wants to do, but they're better at it. But the offense is clearly completely different, so it's not really comparing accurately what they do. I, I just think CSU if they need to score, like they can't have field goals in this game because there's fewer possessions. Not that they need to score forty points, (laughs) but they just need to make sure they score first, if possible, to get the ball and. Don't settle for field goals. Like they need to be aggressive, which they kind of they have been a bit here and there. But I think touchdowns what they need. But I just not entirely sure if their passing game gets shut down a bit. 
It shouldn't be because who they have. That's what's kind of mind-boggling. I think this team, we've seen them have potential to sling it everywhere. If they get that going, there's a there's a small there's a chance this could be an upset. I'm not gonna be overly shocked if this game is a, is say twenty eight to twenty. It wouldn't surprise me. It's something kind of close. I definitely, especially with the weather, I definitely think it'll be covered. I I I don't know if I can yeah, see CC winning. Wouldn't be. I'm with you. I don't think it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be like the major upset of upsets if they win. It'd be a pretty sizable upset being being in the nineteenth team in the country, undefeated. Uh, I guess that that brings up. Um, so CSU hasn't beaten a ranked team since 2018. I think they win because they do have the best passing offense in the con- in the conference. They pass the most, the most yards per game. They do have the most interceptions tied because you throw the ball, throw the ball a lot. They have the second or sorry, well, I don't really include Air Force and Earth per attempt because they throw so a few times. But they're right. I guess they're, they're basically Utah State's the best passing team. Everybody else is like point one, point two yards behind at seven five to seven seven. So they're basically the right there, the second best passing attack in the conference. But I, I think Air Force is just good. It's going to win something like be more than more than Navy. But I'm going to go twenty four seventeen for Air Force. Eight. That's odd. I'll go eighteen to fourteen. Air Force. They kick all field goals. They pull in a UNLV and win the game. <laughs> all right, New Mexico at Nevada, we'll uh, seven thirty, eight thirty Mountain, seven thirty local. All right, before, I saw before that. Before we go anywhere, uh, Nevada's favored. They are six to nine. Well, First I mean, half points. Six to I, Brandon, I'm like. I'm going to give you an extra $8 this week because of that or something because it was so bad. I did I did say what I would do, and I did do it. I put oh, San Diego man, State that's... as 12 in our power ranking. Ugh, they're bad. San Diego State's terrible, and they're not playing this week, so that's fine. I... Somehow there was over 400 yards of total yeah, offense in this game. Yeah, man. Sheesh. I would say, like, okay, bring up the game. You're like, we've only mentioned before, Brendan Lewis, cool, fine quarterback. Um, they have a couple guys like Jamal Bell. They've, I just, this game, there's no reason Nevada should be favored. Mexico is three and four. They actually have a running back. They have an offense that can kind of move a little bit. Yeah, they scored 42 they points. Just they scored Hawaii, the most points they had all year. Uh, they put up, they've been putting a decent amount of points. Outside of Texas A and M, they put up seventeen. New Mexico State not great, but thirty four UMass, twenty six versus Wyoming. That's not bad against a good Wyoming defense. Twenty four versus San Jose State. That's okay. It's fine. But forty two versus Hawaii. They're on the road. Dylan Hopkins is showing some things. They snapped their fourteen game losing streak. It was a conference losing streak, I think it was. Uh, yeah. And they, oh no, sorry. This was yeah, yeah. Something like that. And so. Well, uh, didn't, well didn't before they have, the like, season, total, I think, possibly. They, like they, tech, they beat Tennessee Tech, or Tennessee a and I'm not sure who that is, and then also UMass. But he has longest conference losing streak of 14, 14 games. Hopkins, and they're maybe they're figuring things out because all the guys from UAB, the coaches and Hopkins, he had three touchdown passes. Um, he, let's see, that was their last win. 
Do you want to know when to, um, this is also the, okay, here's, I didn't realize this stat. Lobos won their home conference game after 20 straight Mountain West losses in Albuquerque going back to 2017. Wow. Uh, was that Mike Loxley? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, no, that's Bob Davey. Yeah, that's Bob or was Davey. that Bob Davey? That was the downturn of them after their unique offense with Bob DeBose that kind of went away and people figured them out. So I think there's potential there, but Nevada has no offense. They have no offensive identity. At least we know what New Mexico can do with Dylan Hopkins and Jet run, and those guys running the ball back there with Jet, uh, with Jet Thomas running the running the football. They have players – or no, that's um, – sorry, that's – you know, the only th- I'm thinking the wrong team mixed up. The Ja'Cory Cross guy, I don't know why I thought Jet Thomas, the other guy. You have him, who's running quite well, obviously. Hopkins only has four picks. They've only been sacked ten times, which is not – was pretty good for a New Mexico offense over the past couple of years. They're throwing the ball to a million different receivers like Jeremiah Hickson, Caleb Bedford are doing pretty good. And even DJ Washington has three touchdowns right there. They're throwing the ball to a million people. What like what can Nevada do? Because they also broke their own 15-game losing streak overall beat Nasdaq 6-0. I'm shrugging my shoulders because I don't know. What do they have? They, hey, they shut out a team. There's that, right? That's That's good. Honestly, I'm not 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 being sarcastic. Only shut out a team. That's very difficult to do. I, I mean, know, are, you, are, are you talking about change. the last season at all? Shut out San Diego State. Oh I guess gosh. they moved the ball oh. enough to score. It's six brutal. Points. You're not wrong. It's like, what are we trying to figure out here? They kicked two field goals: one before halftime, and one in the first quarter. But you're right. Looking at last like stats, they were okay. I wish we could talk about this game more because it's beautifully ugly. They held Aztecs for 0 for 10 on third down. <laughs> 0 for 10. They had, but they only had 242 yards of offense. There's 400 for the game, but they had 98 passing yards. 98. I'm just, I'm not talking about Nevada. They're losing. New Mexico's going to win 28 to seven. Blowout city. I'm saying I'm. Saying the Hawaii score. Uh, that's fine. That's I would say Hawaii score. I would say 42 21. It's a Sicko's game beyond just because it's Nevada so bad. And New Mexico, uh, like, they're not, obviously, not very good 3 and 4. They have improved. If they win, they're going to double their win total from last year. But just the way Nevada played and what New Mexico kind of has done this year, they've been up or down. This mm. is a hoof. I don't get how Nevada's favorite. If you want to put your hard earned cash, you can definitely do that for New Mexico to. Get that whatever it is, probably it's like plus 100 probably for them being underdogs on the road. Oh, it's close. <laughs> Almost got it. It is 102. <laughs> because I just put money on Good the low. All right. You... And knowing my knowing my luck, Nevada the Lobos will, will yeah. somehow so find you, a way you to You picked them outright or did you pick the uh, line, money line? I guess plus 102, yeah. I guess that's I all picked, you can do because we'll minus one. I picked them outright. Have to yeah. Win, right? yeah. UNLV at Fresno State, 7.30 Pacific, 8.30 on FS1. Bulldogs are 8.5 point favorite. It moved up a point from already earlier today, if I noticed. So 7.5, I think. We, t- we talked about this earlier. UNLV, they not frauds. They're, they're, I don't want, I hate saying that because they're 6-1. They deserve everything they're beginning this year for winning every game, doing extremely well with Brendan Mary, putting up points in all these games. Except last week they were shuttered with six field goals. So, 
That's the, the only reason I think this game could be closer. I, I think Fresno is going to take care of business. But we saw Fresno versus ASU bringing up where they plus eight and scored 20-something points, 25 points, 29 points. This will be by mm-hmm. – well, sorry. Excluding Michigan, obviously. By far the best offense they've played all year since then. Would you say Fresno's offense is better than Colorado State for the most part? Okay, that's a good point. But we don't know. Yeah, I don't think we said. I'm going to look right consistent. now. I looked earlier, but there's no update on Fresno State starting quarterback if it's Logan Fife or Mickey, Mike, Mickey, Mikey Keene there, if there's a starter in place. So Logan Fife is good enough to do what he wants to do. Um, Trent. I, I will say, if it's Logan Fife, it will I can closer, totally I see that. Yeah, that's a good point there because Fife is not as explosive as Mickey Keene. Or Mikey Keene, excuse me. To. If they're good, if yeah, it's the offense doesn't it doesn't struggle, but it's just not explosive if he's in there. It's just different, not a bad difference. Mm-hmm. But when you look at what they've done recently, they beat Utah State thirty seven thirty two, so it's good enough. But also they have like Malik, Malik Sherrod doing quite good things a couple weeks ago, because uh, yeah yeah they they had the off week as well, so that gives them an extra chance to figure things out. But in the Utah State game, it was. Utah State's just a weirdest team in the conference. They they're all the second half team. If they take second half only, they'd be pretty good. But him running the ball like Sherrod, like Sherrod, like it's give him the ball any way he can, man. Like give him screen pass, let him run the ball. Because Fife almost had three hundred yards, but only one touchdown. So uh, there's good. Like that's why I think I think that's what we need Sherrod mm-hmm. to run the ball more if if Keen isn't back there. And can. Maeva do a look Cooper Lagotte who had three hundred like sixty seven yards and three TDs. I don't know if he could do that. I also don't. I don't think they can either because I think. I mean, we saw UNLV open up the passing game a little bit against CSU, but that's just right? because CSU's defense sucks. Um, yeah, and but we also we saw Utah State. You know, was able to execute against Fresno State. I don't think UNLV will be able to do that against Fresno State. I think Fresno State's defense is, you know, is one of the top defenses in the conference. They're only allowing 330 yards a game. I think, I think that comes down to being the factor. I think Fresno State's defense is going to. I think win so too, because when you look overall, what like UNLV, they're they're six one for a reason, but they haven't played a team. And we also should mention like Cam Lockridge out for the year, Mitchell Wildback. Because Bailey played linebacker, I think he's out as well. Or he's questionable to play. Okay. So that's no, I think, I think I saw him no, last They didn't week. play last You mean two weeks ago? Oh, maybe I looked this up. Or okay, so if he's two, back, that's Two week weeks ago, ago, I'm sorry. But running the ball, like they don't – you don't know if he runs the ball okay like with Lester and Dave, Vincent Davis and uh, Donovan Lester. And then even like Jet Thomas, he has – they have touchdowns. Like Thomas and Lester are the big guys, 14 each total, I should say. They run the ball well, but they don't have like a go-to guy if they need it. So that's a thing, too, where that's good and bad. It's good where, okay, we can rotate guys. We can rest guys in. Nobody's taking a million carries. But it's Davis, Lester, and Thomas all have about 58 to 69 carries on the year. So if they're going to win, they probably want to kind of keep the ball away from Fresno a bit. And their offensive line's protecting. I have only five sacks. Brumfield had seven, but he hasn't played in a while. So that's a little bit different. He's a little more mobile than Brumfield to a degree. Ricky White's kind of getting there. I could mention, like, uh, Jacob, like, these guys – they have a couple of guys, 30-plus receptions. Ah, man, I just – I'm leaning Fresno because I don't want to say Unilever is a bad team, but they haven't played 
consistently good teams all year to know how good they really are. Yeah, it was like, you know, everyone's like, well, UNLV hasn't played anybody, but I'm like, well, what do you want them to do? They're beating the teams they should beat to be a good team. Now we get to see, you know, what are they really made of? This is like their first, we saw, I think last week they played down the CSU's level a little bit. This week they get their first true test, ignoring the science stealing from Michigan. But I don't like. I don't know what to think of this UNLV team. That's a good point. Until after this week, because Vanderbilt's not that great. UTEP, Hawaii, Nevada, CSU, and we'll know more. They got Fresno, obviously. New Mexico, they should win down the road. Wyoming, tough Air Force, even San Jose State. I'm going to go Fresno to win and cover. I'm going to go. Th- well, actually, uh, yeah, I'll go thirty twenty one. So it'll be right on the cost. I'll barely cover. Okay. I'll go. Uh, Fresno I'd like to, to see win, if you want to be like if they scored two touchdowns last week, maybe we we'll have a different conversation when they don't need a game winner and they win by ten or something for CSU instead of a game winning field goal. Final game of the weekend: San Jose State at Hawaii. Yeah. It's the late midnight Eastern games. What's that? Six Hawaii, ten for us out here. A ten and a half point favorite for a road team at Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. That's not like a, a a Boise State or even a better Power Five team in the preseason or non conference season. This seems it seems outrageous. So we finally see the San Jose State team we were expecting to see oh, this year. Then you're not they that team. Just to play the bad teams. teams. <laughs> uh, just saying. But I mean, like it looks well, like Cordero had three touchdowns. Utah State forty-two twenty-one. They scored four, they scored ninety-seven points in two weeks. <laughs> and then and then you know Kyrie Robinson's stepping up. He, he's he heard he heard he heard us the, it the took one him two years to get like, there. Well two plus I'm just saying, like I'm not lying. He had three he had uh, no not, not three total <laughs> touchdowns, two. Qual uh Quali Conley had two last week or two last time to play thirty four yards. I do think it's simple. If Kyrie Robinson plays well, and it's like not a joke, and their defense is Sort of turning around because they lost back to back defensive player of the year, two defensive player of the years. I don't remember if they're back to back. Um, and like the, the what's his name, Fahoko and uh, uh, Kate Thomas, I want to say Kate Hall. Yeah, sorry, there's a Kate Thomas. Yeah, Kate Hall. So they lose those two guys. They've been playing a bit better defensively the past couple weeks. Like 20, 21, state, 21 points, Utah State's not bad because Utah State's been scoring almost 30 a game in certain situations. They've been all those comebacks. Um, 24 New Mexico, eh, it's okay. It's still not ideal, but it's not 45 or 35 <laughs> points are given up or 42 to Oregon State, who sometimes can score, sometimes can't. It all comes down to, honestly, Braden Traeger, can he, is there interceptions coming their way, or is he going to protect the ball and throw touchdowns? And for same thing as Shavon Cordero, like he's, yeah. he's known to obviously have interceptions his way for how much they throw the ball. But why he's given up 40 points in their prior three games? They gave up 41 points to San Diego State. <laughs> now now that you say that, does Hawaii play yes, a lot of in Reno? Give me to Reno next week on November. 4th. I kind of want to see what that line is. I will drive the ten eight eight and a half hours Reno possibly. No, I'm not going to do that <laughs> to get to Reno. <laughs> I I can see either team winning. I, I 
But I'm going to lead. I think Hawaii can yeah. cover. I think San Jose, San Jose State's going to win because I I do think they're finding a groove offensively. They because you because okay scoring 52 versus Mexico, okay that's not that you should do that, but that's not overly. It's impressive. I'm not going to say that, but it's not hard to imagine teams putting up points against Lobos. Putting 42 against Utah State, that's a little bit different story because Utah State has. They don't really have like MJ Tafasi and Ike Larson who are really elite defenders or secondaries pretty poor besides Larson. But when you look at like Utah State for the year for what they're scoring, I'm gonna make sure I'm right here in my commentary. They okay, I don't care about Iowa. 78 versus Idaho State, don't care. Like 21 versus Air Force is pretty good. 38 teams Madison, 34, 24, 44 versus CSU, 34 versus UConn. They've been scoring points. So holding them to 21 is really impressive. That was their second most output of the year, tied with the Air Force game and just fewer than Iowa. They scored 14. So that's reasonably good. I just think, I hope Kyrie does it. Quali Conley's going to have a big game. I think Shavon's going to have a big game. I'm changing. I'm going to blow at City for Spartans. I'm doing it. I'm changing my pick. They're going to cover easy. I'm saying 49 to 40 to, to 21 uh, 38 San for San Jose State. Too much? Not enough? <laughs> People, let us know. <laughs> These games. I mean, this yeah. game also, if you're wondering, it's on Spectrum Sports. If you're in Hawaii, but it'll be on the Team One Sports app if you're in the mainland. Mobile only, so don't even try to screencast it because that will say, not for you, the Soup Nazi finger or the Kembe Matumbo finger. Let me give you my mid 90s takes here on no, no, no things. <laughs> Someone, for, someone will post a link on Twitter. They always do. What do you mean? Oh, you can watch it on a laptop. You just can't so watch, watch it on a laptop. Can you not? I thought they they did it. Well, no, it's only oh, it's only a mobile app. You can't watch it online. So you can do tablet and phone. I th- oh, no, I do. Okay, I do remember now. For some reason, I thought yeah. you could have both. I've been the only time I watched it this year has been on on my phone. But because I do have the T-Bone Sports app on my Roku TV, but it's not on there, so. Interesting. So that's good to know. There's ways to bypass that somehow. So that's cool. It's good to know. I'm betting on a – well, I won't go there. I don't want to give people bad information. But all right, that's our that's our show for this week. All the games, all Saturday. Make sure you find FS2 for that Boise Wyoming game. If you had to pick, what's your game of the week? What's the number one game? If you had to pick one, hey, watch this people you have to get to. Same with it. Night game, 730 Pacific. Spend your day doing whatever you want to do, but get to that game for sure. I do. I am curiously intrigued to dual screen New Mexico Nevada as well at the same time. <laughs> All right, next time mwr.com. Like our yeah. podcast. Let people know what you think of us because I think we do a. I'll say adequate job, Josh. Is that fair enough to describe us? All right, we'll see you next time, everybody. We'll recap in these games yeah. on prob- most likely, and yeah, check your feed probably Sunday night. So we'll see you then. <laughs>